The busyness of life is obvious, and if we're not careful, our most important relationships can get disconnected, including our relationship with our Creator. Shireen Eldridge serves in the area of adult development at LifeGate Church in Omaha, and this morning we are revisiting a conversation with Shireen about spiritual practices that can build our relationship with God. Shireen, welcome to the morning conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Excited to talk about Jesus and his work in our lives. To start us off, before we get kind of get into ministry and what God's got your hands on, would love yeah. to hear your spiritual journey, how you came to fall in love with Jesus. So I did not grow up in a Christian home. My father is Persian. He's from Iran, mm. and he came over to the U.S. and he married my mom, who her background is Mexican, Hispanic, and she had a bad experience with the church. So I grew up in a home with, you know, I think because of their differences, it was more, we just live like the world. And, you know, he wanted to just assimilate to a American culture as much as possible. But then they moved us to the South from California. And the second question you get asked is usually, where do you go to church? <laughs> so I think they realized, hey, I think we might need to find community <laughs> at a church. So they would take us every now and then. But I didn't grow up knowing the Lord. I had heard about him, obviously, from people going to church. But it wasn't until one of my girlfriends invited me to youth group and I started going going with her, I started hearing more about Jesus and he just captured my heart. And I, I understood the relational side of things, but it wasn't until I actually went to college at the University of Georgia that God wowed me with hmm. who he was and deep understanding of um, community and all that this freedom in Christ and this life in Christ can have. And I really went all in once I got to college. So Shereen, as you kind of enter into that phase in college, God really grabs your heart. What was maybe one of the first things that you saw in your own life that was like evidence of just the reality of God in you? Actually, that was my story is I saw the difference in college. I mean, my dad coming from another culture was like, you go after what you want and you work hard and you put in your time and started to realize it wasn't about me and striving anymore. It was about surrendering, actually letting go of control control and that I didn't need to have control of my life. And that really shifted a lot for me in college. And it's still a process, really just walking in that freedom. And I think it was learning about the Holy Spirit and how He works in and through you and this beautiful surrender to Jesus and trusting him more. And that transformed a lot of it for me and not this um, need to control, need to succeed. That honestly is the message of our culture. Like you have to do it if you want it, go after it. And that transformed me. For sure. Shireen, we come to know Jesus begins to change us, but that change isn't all instantaneous. I think of the verse, he who began a good work in you will continue to perfect it when? Until the day of Christ, right? This is kind of a long haul deal. That working out of our salvation is a process, continually growing, changing throughout our lives. So you've thought deeply about that process. Some call it spiritual formation, right? Why do you think it's important to be intentional about our spiritual growth? Oh, man. I I think it's more important than even it was for me back then because I was just like discovering Jesus. But now as I've grown, and I think the bigger thing is because of our culture and the messages of the world around us that are constantly around us, right? Social media, everywhere we turn have these messages of the world. And I think learning to be intentional with our lives, with our time, with the things we choose to bring in to our heart and our minds. I mean, we're being formed and shaped with 
everything around us. Right. So if we're more intentional with what we put in front of us, what we bring into our hearts, what we bring into our minds, that is where we grow in that surrender and saying, Jesus, I want you to form me more. I'm going to give you this time. Part of what we have to do is reshape our lives and the time in our lives to give it to him and to let him have more space in our lives to form and shape us instead of the things of this world. So I really think it's about getting outside of this world because the culture pulls us so hard and we have to learn to be intentional. I think we have an enemy who likes to come against us, right? And so we have these fleshly desires and we have our adversary that are kind of working against us. And if we aren't really intentional with the things we choose to put in front of us, I think we can get easily swept away. I've learned that personally, Hmm. but I think it's important for all of us in our walk with the Lord. So Shireen, as you think about spiritual growth or spiritual formation, it it can kind of feel theoretical, theological kind of, but then talk about spiritual disciplines. Sometimes Mm -hmm. as I talk to different Christ followers, they go, man, it feels like I'm following the list of to-dos. I'm kind of checking off and kind of rules and it's not really life-giving for me. Help us think well about the value of specific spiritual practices and ways to think about them that can keep them from just being a checklist, but be life-giving for us. Absolutely. First of all, I have had to change my kind of language in that. And I think it helps people to hear practices versus Mm. disciplines, right? Right. We hear disciplines and we're immediately like, (laughs) oh, that does not feel life-giving. But I think when we think of it in the way of practicing. We're practicing the way of Jesus. When you get down to it, it's basically just looking at Jesus's life, the way he lived his life, the things he did kind of in a more of a ritual or he had in his life all the time. And we put these into practice. They actually shape and form us to be more like him. And so when you think of it kind of simply like that, and you realize it's a practice, it's not something that is like, have to check and get it done. It is always growing and forming and changing in different seasons of our life. And really what it does is it does form and shape us over time. And the beauty of incorporating and having this value of practices is that in seasons where it's easy and great, and you're like, yes, this is great. I'm going after Jesus. It's great. It's fulfilling. But then in the seasons where it's like, I do feel like I'm kind of trudging through mud, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's harder to walk, having these actually help us. And it can feel like a checkbox, but what it does is it keeps forming and shaping us even when we don't feel it. Hmm. Sometimes we can't just rely on our feelings. I think we all know that now. And having these practices and you adjust them in different seasons can actually help move us in those seasons of, I just feel like I'm trying to just put one foot in front of the other. And they can still breathe some life and they're still forming and transforming us even if we don't feel it. So I think that is part of the value of having those practices. And it just opens up new ways for us to experience God, the more we kind of mold them and shape them over time to grow more like Jesus. Shireen, we were talking about uh, how sometimes our spiritual practices that we do can start to feel kind of legalistically, like I'm checking boxes, I'm not getting a lot out of it. But I'm hearing you say that even in those times don't quit, like stay there. Yeah, I think it's so important because here's the thing. We are creatures of habit. We really are. and We don't realize it. And so naturally, like we have a routine when we pick up our phone and we open certain apps, right? And it becomes just this part of who we are. And we don't realize that those are the things that we're doing that are actually forming and shaping us. So if we can create these practices and habits of scripture, 
of prayer, of worship, of silence, right? Like, oh my gosh, we live in a noisy world. Silence is like impossible sometimes, you know, practicing um, thankfulness, generosity, all of these things that we actually see in the life of Jesus and we put them into place. They won't always look the same. That's the beauty of it, calling it a practice. It is it doesn't have to be something that looks the same every single time we come to it. It is changing and evolving all the time. But when you put those in place, those regular practices will form and shape you. They just naturally will. You pick up your Bible because you're just so used to picking up your Bible. And you go on a walk because it's the place that your mind has like learned to, I can connect with God when I'm just like out in nature. And I'm saying these things and some people are like, well, I don't connect with God that way. What is it? It, You know, are you a runner? Find a rhythm and a practice that connects you with God in that way. And I think those are the things that we can naturally put in, but then there's going to be the practices that, you know what, it will feel like checking a box sometimes (laughs) because it's not natural to us and and we'll have to get there. Fasting is one of them for me. It's like, okay, I'm going (laughs) to need to get this practice back in my life, but this is a hard one. And it's a muscle that you continually grow and stretch. And over time, that muscle gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Shireen, one of the things I like about the word practice in using that word for our spiritual disciplines is when you think about practice in the athletic world, right? So not all practice is always fun. Sometimes you're enjoying practice. Sometimes you're not enjoying practice. But every time, if you've practiced well, you've put in the work, when it's game time, man, that practice pays off. So as we go out and we live life and we get hit by this and we're confronted with this and we have to address this and game time happens in our lives, man, how grateful we're going to be to have put in the practice. Absolutely. That's a great example. Shireen, two of the practices we think about pretty quickly, if you ask the average Christ follower, Bible and prayer probably come up the top every time. So why are those two so important for spiritual growth? I agree with you. I'm going to add one more to your list as Sabbath. I think those three together are probably some of the top ones. And then Sabbath doesn't get a lot of airtime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been talking about it a lot, but I do think naturally we think Bible and prayer. Mm-hmm. And I think those two are some of the most important ones for us as believers, because like I said, you know, what we take in input is shaping and forming us. And if it's social media and the news, the conversations at work that we realize are like, okay, you know, those aren't taking my mind and heart into a good place. When we dive into God's word, that is doing the same thing. We don't always feel it. Like I said, we tend to go on feeling and what that does is starts to form and shape us. And it's like you said, when it gets game time and and you come up into a conversation, say it work and it's starting to go in a direction and you get that check in your spirit and the Holy Spirit saying, wait a second. No, because you read that this is actually truth. And you can recall something that God spoke to you through scripture story that can automatically like relate to where you are in your life. And I think when we meditate on that, how many verses do we see? We hear David talk about meditating on the word of God. And and I think there is something to that. There's It's more than just, I just read my verse of the day on my phone and I go throughout my day, there is something to meditating and sitting with the word of God and getting it in our hearts. And I'll tell you right now, I'll be the first one. And sometimes I sit and I open my Bible and I'm like, I'm literally just reading. Mm. But what we don't realize is it really is getting in our hearts and our minds in a way that we can't feel and we don't understand. And But it's these small steps 
over time, like you said, those practices sometimes that you're like, oh, I hate this part of practice. Those small steps over time grow and stretch your muscles and prepare you for the next phase that God has coming for us. And I think both of those, prayer and scripture, stretch those muscles. Those are the muscles we need, really, as believers in this world. Yeah, I heard a pastor say years ago, he has some people come up to him and say, you know, I read my Bible and daylight, I don't don't even remember what I read. And uh, his answer was, you know what? I don't remember what I ate a week ago, but it still nourished my body. Absolutely. (laughs) Shireen, we were talking about prayer and the word, and you said you had this third one that you wanted to talk about, which is the Sabbath, which I actually am even currently kind of processing even afresh in my own life. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about the Sabbath. Oh, you're so right. It is definitely not something we think of, and it's definitely something that our culture presses hard against. I think first time, you know, I, I think about Sabbath, and if you're, you know, a believer, you think the Ten Commandments, and that's not one that I like. We don't need that anymore. You know, Jesus is our rest. I'll rest when I get to heaven. Like all those things. I've heard it all. But here's the thing I say. Yeah, the Ten Commandments, that's a good place to read and understand it. But do you remember the word that it says? It says, remember the Sabbath. And God is telling the Israelites, hey, there's something I need you to remember. And it's a little nod back to the garden, the very beginning in creation where God on the last day, he did all this work, right? We read about that, those six days. And on the last day, he rests. And the beauty of that story, it's my favorite story about Sabbath, is the day before he created man and woman. And so Adam and Eve's first day on earth was rest Mm. with God. That was God's design from the beginning. It was to just enjoy his creation with his people together. And I just envisioned that day of like, they came into this world knowing they were fully loved, fully accepted, completely vulnerable with the Lord. It wasn't about striving. It wasn't about working immediately. Yes, the plan was to eventually work. He had a design for them to work the garden and to enjoy it. But it wasn't the first day. The first day was with God, enjoying and resting, just being with Him. Believe that is how He's designed us still, (laughs) that we need this day even more so. Sabbath is the word Shabbat. It means to stop, to cease, and to completely um, pull back from our work. I think it's even more so now pull back from the noise of the culture, from our phones, from our computers, to get in nature, to be with our community. It is about communing together, right? The first Sabbath was this communion of God with his people. It takes effort to make Sabbath a regular practice in our life. And I think as believers, it's natural to say, okay, yeah, I need scripture in my life. Okay. Yeah. I need prayer in my life, but Sabbath, it sounds good, but I don't, I just don't know. It takes effort to really, like you said, push against the the pull of our culture and the pull of our world to make space for rest with God. So Shireen, you obviously think a lot about spiritual formation. You think a lot about the spiritual practices. As you think about the Migrant Radio family listening this morning, and maybe a, a spiritual practice that they've never thought about before, maybe never sought to exercise in, in their life, but you found to be super, super rich. What would be a, a potential new spiritual practice for our listeners to maybe step out and give a try? I think another really great one is honestly solitude and mm. silence. 
that is a hard one for our culture. We watch this in Jesus's life. We read all the stories about he's around people, but we don't read the little few sentences that said, and then Jesus went away to be alone. And it's like one sentence. And then we move on to the next thing he does. But that is an important sentence in there to stop and realize that packs a big punch. And I think we need to realize that we need to take time to practice solitude and silence. Our world is so noisy. And the more we practice solitude and silence, the more we can hear God's voice and we can learn to hear God's voice in a way that we probably don't hear or see it in our regular life. And then what happens is when you learn to hear his voice in the quiet and in the silence, you'll be more attuned to it when the ambient noise is all around you. When I say noise, I mean messages from you know emails and work things and conversations and meetings you're in all day and social media. And, and you can kind of hear that white noise all around you, but you'll hear God's voice louder the more you practice listening in the silence and solitude. Yeah. We've got to recognize that God is too glorious and too grand and too great to try to compete with the noise around us, right? God whispers. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, if you want to hear me, then prioritize it. Get away, get silent, listen, draw near and listen. You'll hear me. See it in Jesus's life. And I think it's something that we don't see as a value as much. Shereen, I can picture some, especially busy moms right now listening, going, you don't know my life. <laughs> like <laughs> silence, solitude, <laughs> time away in the word and prayer. I wish that was my life. How might the application of spiritual practices look different depending on life's stage. Listen, I know that life. I'm a mama (laughs) to four kids and my husband and I are both in ministry and we live a very full life. So I know this life. And here's the thing is I think we have to give ourselves a lot of grace because God does. Mm. And we have to understand that that's why I love this word practice (laughs) because um, it is ever evolving and changing depending on season of life, what our schedule and life looks like. So I think there are those two sides, like you've got to give yourself grace, but then the other side is we actually have some control over our schedule Mm. more than we kind of think we do. (laughs) You know, Mm. we see it in our lives like, oh, our kids wants to do all these activities. So we're going to put it on our schedule. And then we realize, ah, what have we done? We have more control over that than we let on, right? Like we can actually look at our calendar and say, uh, I could probably get rid of some of this. I could probably stop scrolling on my phone for a little (laughs) bit. I could probably turn the TV off a little bit more, get up a little bit earlier, maybe stay up a little bit later. So I feel it as a mom, there are those times you have to give yourself grace of what it looks like in this season. It will be my kids are going to, you know, sit and watch a show while I just sit and read for 10 minutes and and I might just get 10 minutes or um, I have to stay up a little bit later after them. And I just need to sit with God's word before I put my head to bed tonight because I need to clear my mind. We can make some adjustments, but then having grace on the side when we make the plan and then still doesn't go the way we planned because of kids and life and saying, that's okay. I'll try again. I'm not going to give up. So Shereen, people listening this morning, they're being reminded of something that maybe they let go of a number of years ago that they know they need to get back into, or maybe they've never really spent time in spiritual practices, being intentional about what they're putting before them to nurture spiritual growth in their own lives. What's that first step that you go, man, if you want to begin to move towards this kind of a life uh, in with Christ, what would that look like? I would say find something that feels, okay, I can take this step in this one direction. Like as you're listening and thinking about hearing between scripture, prayer, community, Sabbath, solitude, silence, all the different things, where is one area that I can feel God pulling me and I'm going to take one step towards it. And here's the step I think that is kind of the most important is you got to make space for it. Something might have to go so you can bring in something else. And that's hard for us (laughs) saying no to something, taking something out of our schedule, 
putting down our phone, maybe silencing it, closing our email, turning off notifications, whatever it takes, you're probably going to have to remove something or say no to something to bring something else in. We're not always good at that. We just keep adding. And so I think the best first step is say, what do I need to remove so that I can bring this in? But I think taking that one step to remove and then seeing what's one thing I can bring in. Maybe it's 15 minutes of Bible reading. Maybe it's three minutes of quiet and deep breathing. Maybe it's a 45 minute walk I need in the day, you know, or we do want to practice Sabbath and we're going to start with a couple hours in the morning together and just start small. Well, Shireen, this has been an incredibly rich morning. You have really given us a lot to think about when it comes to these spiritual practices and applying them to our walk with God. Thanks for spending some time and joining us this morning. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you so much for having me.